there, there's there, some show that I have seen uses dung beetles as like a, a metaphor or analogy or something. And I saw this I was like, oh, they're going to do something with the dung beetles. And then they did it. So now I don't know what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I see you going off the deep end. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, please help. Uh, it's the Beetleborgs. Great, thank you. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Is there a dung beetle in Beetleborgs? I'm pretty sure the whole show is a dung beetle. <laughs> friends thanks for joining us back here on another episode of my first anime if you are somehow abreast of our recording schedule then you know that this recording is taking place right after easter here in the u.s uh and honestly kind of a big easter for a lot of people myself included um i know this episode is going to come out a long time afterwards but hey it's never an inappropriate time to give thanks. So if everyone please join me in a yada yada dawa for motherfucking Stone doing? Ocean anime confirmed JoJo oh part God. six. <laughs> I'll give you an oro oro, but <laughs> fucking love that. I'll take an aura. I'm, Jolene does some auras. Chris didn't mention any of this, by the way. God, Chris, <laughs> you're my favorite person ever, dude. So good. Yeah, oh we, part six is confirmed, you guys. JoJo is confirmed. We oh, are so yeah. fucking happy in this podcast. Two people are massive JoJo fans, uh, and we are happy. God, Stone I cannot Free wait. is the best Joestar stand. Jolene is the best JoJo. Stone Ocean makes a case for being the best part altogether. Oh, it's so fucking good. Ah, so good. So excited for you anime-only JoJo people to experience Stone Ocean. Can't wait to watch it. Yeah, honestly, same. You know how long it's going to be? You think it's going to be as long as part five is? Uh, I would expect about the same length. Okay, so like around 50 episodes? Mm, Yeah, maybe. I think the manga's probably... Oh, well, I guess it's where I started the manga. So I don't know how long it is in relation to the other parts. But I think it's around the same length. It's like 100... 50, 160 chapters, I think. Oh, okay. Something like that. I can't uh, wait for it to come out. Also, hi, I'm Chris Bailey. Hey, I'm a Saf- ba, 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 ba. I messed <laughs> that up. Salvador, also known as Monkey. And I'm Anthony Vaught. Perfect take. And you yeah, know we- exactly what we're talking about. Oh, yes. Ex- yeah. Everything that you just said. I thought you were going to get real weird with the fucking <laughs> Easter reference. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was about to say, um, please, please um, praise all Lord and Savior Cthulhu. Stuff like Please that. Please praise our Lord and Savior, Jolene Cujo. <laughs> that is a good joke. That is a good joke. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> say that's my anime minute as well. Fucking thinking about JoJo Part 6 a lot. My anime minute, I'm rewatching Taskmaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, it's so good. Yeah. I don't know why I'm rewatching it, but I'm just rewatching it. It's good. Uh, as in anime news, um, Shaman King is on Netflix, so I think we already discussed that last week, but I'm still sad about it. I am watching High Rise Invasion on Netflix, though. It's not bad. A lot of fan service, though, and it's kind of annoying how much fan service is in that anime. The premise is pretty good, though. 
Um, but that's all that I'm watching right now. Uh, no one piece update for me this week. I'm sorry. Uh, you're off Christmas. the podcast. I know. I, I tried. <clears throat> Been kind of busy. Fuck off. But I got a lot of painting to do next week, and I got a feeling I'm just going to let that bitch just go while I paint and listen to One Piece. Well, I mean, I got to, you know, focus, but I'm going to be, you know, looking over every time I can. Although on One Piece, I will say uh, the latest chapter had one of my favorite moments in One Piece in a long time. Uh, <laughs> they're fighting a big, bad, scary man. And oh. it's been uh, it's been not going super well. And in the last chapter, Luffy throws a punch at him, which he dodges. And Luffy's like, oh, why'd you dodge that one, huh? Because it was going to hurt. Getting all shitty at him. Because <laughs> up to now, his attacks have been doing like nothing. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. You missed that fucking context. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. I won't. Just don't let it happen again. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, let's get into Hioka. Uh, five, last five to go through today. Uh, actually, fairly straightforward bunch, and I'm not being mm-hmm. facetious. Goes real hard on Chitanda and Araki being cute. But otherwise, pretty simple episodes, I think. We start with episode 18, Is the Mountain Range Clear? And I'm going to go ahead and say at the top, maybe my least favorite episode of the series. Um, maybe. It's definitely down there. What are you talking about, episode 18? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying these uh, last five episodes, only one was good. Everything else is garbage. You're garbage. Hot takes coming <laughs> in. Yeah. Maybe two. I, I don't remember. I, I remember some of these, but once we go over, I can tell you which episode was bad and which episode was good. And this was a really bad episode. Yeah, it's there. there's some good moments in it. But for the most part, like coming off of the uh, the festival and then going into this, it feels kind of weak. Yeah. Um, We open with them talking about growing mushrooms for some reason. And how electricity can help shiitake mushrooms grow. They start to muse about uh, an English teacher they had in middle school who seemed to like helicopters. Uh, Satoshi and Mayaka kind of didn't know what Areki was talking about until Areki described the situation in which he ran to the window and looked at a helicopter, and, which caused Mayaka to remember. And she's like, hmm, yeah, but he never did that like ever outside of that. So that's weird. Um, Satoshi introduces a legend regarding him that he told himself, uh, the teacher's name is Ogi, where Ogi got struck by, has been struck by lightning three times. And this is actually a really good bit while he's going through this. Chitanda is like getting way into it, but kind of just humoring him in a way. Like, I think she has a line of like, oh, thunder, that must have really hurt then. Oh yeah, she does see that. And Areki even thinks like, okay, she figured out how to deal with this clown. Areki goes into his little mind palace to think about how this guy got struck by lightning three times and what his deal with helicopters is uh, and decides to head to the library because Areki is curious. Yeah. Uh-oh, he's curious. Which Satoshi and Mayaka look horrified at and Chitanda looks delighted. It's so good. <laughs> Satoshi starts tugging on his face thinking he's like possessed or like, what a perfect scene they're like guess yeah go back to bed and come back tomorrow when you feel better 
<laughs> that Mayaka was so good. So good. And then on, and the kicker to it all is Jatanda, of course, has to invade his personal space again and says that she is so curious about something that could make him curious. She doesn't give a fuck about the lightning or the helicopters. She just wants to know why he's curious <laughs> to which he thinks like, man, this girl's rude. They go off to or just just Areki and Chitanda go off to um, research. The other two got other stuff to do. Well, coincidentally, they have other stuff to do. Although mm. he just didn't ask Mayaka. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he didn't ask Mayaka. He's like, man, she could be useful in the library. But no, I think I'm not going to bother her. Mm. This man is asking her on a date. I don't know what you're talking about. He clearly has no feelings for her. I don't know how you could surmise that after mm-hmm. these handful of episodes. <laughs> they, uh, Chitanda offers to give Areki a lift on her bike. Which he, I think I know why Chris likes this anime so much. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you are Oreki. I don't without see. the detective superpower. <laughs> Wait, hold on. And, and you're not as good looking as him either. You owns. You don't know that. Yeah, I'm gonna assume. I'll well, say listen, I'm thing. not a fucking ad. If I was drawn by Kyoto Animation, God, Oreki looks good with that messed up hair. Yeah, that fucking trench coat later on. Easy killers. Slick as hell. <laughs> He's like 16. Um, listen, I'm saying it's stylish, all right? Oh, okay. Oh, Wiki needs to mess up his hair more often. He needs the right, better of definitely hair definitely on a list now. The fact that he fixes his hair is going against his character, I think, you guys. Honestly, I he could just have, like, hair that fixes itself. My hair used to be like that. It would actually get, like, all fucked up, and then I could just not touch it, and it would just fix itself. It just kind of did whatever it want. We get to the library. It's a big ass fucking library. Dude, that library looks dope. Yeah, I know. I was like, it makes me wish that I went to the library more often. Oh, there's so much cool. stuff you could do in a the library. There's just nothing there for me. What in a library? Mm-hmm. They have movies. I yeah. can't get drunk in a library. <laughs> yes, you can. I bet there's plenty of small towns that would beg to differ. Yeah, you know. I guess you're. Oh, that'd be interesting. That's that's what I'm gonna write my anime about. Getting drunk in a library? Mm-hmm. Why? I like what, what is the appeal of that activity? Well, no, that's just going to be like the the stage where everything happens is people getting drunk in a library. That's not the plot. Yeah, I, I've lost interest in that. But one step <laughs> at a time, Chris. The creative process takes time. Uh huh. I just mm, I don't get it. Listen, I'm letting you off the hook if you don't want to write this. One. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get a newspaper article that. Hints at Ogi, the teacher, being part of a mountain climbing beauti- or a beautification group to clean up the mountains because he's way into mountain climbing and mountaineering. Um, and he has a quote about how poor climbing etiquette could cost people's lives. True. And Oreki has a hunch. They go and, and very track relevant. down. <laughs> yeah. They go and track down articles with the keyword stranded. Also, I want to mention, I think this is a little bit before that, but they make a weather statement that is so complete and totally true about the mountain weather. It was a very boring statement that I'm pretty sure you guys glossed over, but he was like, yeah, the wind pushes up over the mountain, creating one side to be completely terrain, like, terrain different than the other side. And that is 100% true. Really? And it fucks with the wind. Oh, yeah. So that so that's like, well, I'm pretty sure this right, but that's really interesting that like you're saying stuff about that. Okay. Yeah, it uh, turned out, I wish it would have been more, like, to the story, just because I was like, yes, he's right, and I know about this stuff, but it, just, it, was, a, it was just a nothing. 
Why okay. can't they all be solving mysteries on an airplane so I can relate? Wait, hold on. <laughs> that's that's the new anime with the public library on board the airplane. Uh, are there any animes that take place on a plane? Like there are animes that are about planes or in like have planes in them, but is there like an Air Force One of anime or like a Con Air or something? No, but it's weird because those ships, those um, ones about ships where they're on like battleships and stuff like that. Yeah. So beautifully, the there's three of them. This one I've never heard of. Moldiver. Moldiver. Never heard of it. Nope. Dragon Ball Z. No. One. That one does not no. take place on a plane. <laughs> the Cowboy Bebop. Also does not take place on a plane. Uh, yes, uh, but it does a scene that takes place on the train. Yeah, but that doesn't count. Kazi Notani no Nasiaka? Oh, Nausicaa Valley of the Wind, probably? Yeah, yeah, of the Valley of the Wind, yeah, yeah. Uh, that does not also not take place on a plane. <laughs> it takes place on a, I think, a plane, like the the biome, I guess? Like the landscape of a plane, not an airplane. <laughs> uh, Royal Space Force, the wings of Honamisi? Never heard of it. And Macross Plus. Macross, I think, is a mech anime. Kiki's Delivery Service. Does not take place on a plane. She's a witch. She flies on a broom. And then there's like a few Gundams. Also not planes. Gundams are not planes. <laughs> Steam Boy. This list is not very good. <laughs> All right, Anthony, you write your thing about getting drunk in a library. I'll write the one about being on a plane. Well, no, let's swap now. Oh, no. Okay, dude. how about we write one about getting drunk on a plane? Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. I might concede to it turning into a mech anime in like the last third. Like the maybe maybe the plane. So the plane has an AI, but we learn that the AI uh -huh. is actually the core of like either like some progenitor or alien race. And it starts building itself into yeah. like a, well, he's like on a mission to survive or something like that. Yeah, but they're friends. Like it's not. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden the plane mech comes out and then he has to fight his way out of this mountain. Because the mountain's alive too. Yeah, the mountain's the god actually. Yeah, cool. <laughs> also the the pilot's like 14 and whatever <laughs> in <the> high school <laughs> he becomes friends with like a stowaway and one of the Who's stewardesses a and, yeah and, and uh, yeah yeah exactly great <laughs> uh also a talking animal oh uh, we have to have a talking animal it's got to be something like quirky too maybe a penguin why would uh, yeah. penguin be on plane perfect we did it guys we made anime we fucking my literally my first anime done <laughs> uh while they're hanging at the library waiting for the article to get pulled up chitanda finds a book on vegetables and a book on dung beetles she's pretty into both of them <laughs> she's such a like a <sighs> such like a child who's curious about redneck <laughs> listen she's a farmer of course she likes vegetables and insects she was like look at these cabbages and those tomatoes look so plump and juicy <laughs> dung beetles and i was like all right she's lost it now on, did we did we watch something that had like something else about dung beetles? Because I thought there was more with the dung beetles. Uh, not to my knowledge. Every soundtrack in all of anime has had cicadas. Yeah, that doesn't help. Like th there's some. Nailed it. There, there's there, some show that I have seen uses dung beetles as like a, a metaphor or analogy or something. And I saw this I was like, oh, they're going to do something with the dung beetles. And then they did it. So now I don't know what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I see you going off the deep end. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, please help. Uh, it's the Beetleborgs. Great. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Is there a dung beetle in Beetleborgs? I'm pretty sure the whole show is a dung beetle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, dung beetles are like. 
Aren't they good though? I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, he does find a book on castles though. They talk about Chitanda's house, and she's like, I don't know what you mean. My house isn't that big. It's like a normal house. And then we get an aerial view of her fucking estate. Yeah. He's like, she does not know what a normal house is. Uh, they get their article and learn that uh, two members of the of a mountaineering group got stranded. Uh, Areki goes through his explanation and basically says that the helicopter was sent to rescue them. Although I'm pretty sure they died. I think so, too. Uh, two people died. Yeah. And this guy, this is the third time that this man has said something like a pun and then said no pun intended. Wait, what did he say? He was talking about like the storm and shit and he goes, and then it hit me. And he said no pun intended. Huh. Like talking about the lightning stuff. I like that. And That's this, pretty this funny. This is literally the third time I've heard him say no pun intended, at least in the English version. Yeah, it's in the English version. I don't yeah. remember him saying no pun intended. But you have to remember the Japanese have a bunch of words that we do not know. They are walking home and... Chitanda asks Oreki why he was so curious about this. Come on, Oreki. And she basically calls out all his bullshit. She tells him that he goes through all this effort for other people, but is complacent in himself. So what made today different? And he basically says that it would be insensitive to just think that he was a guy who liked helicopters, knowing like all, all that went down. Which, you know, goes back to the, like the movie stuff and to a, to an extent the stuff with Tanabe where it shows that Areki is capable of making these deductions, but he's completely clueless when it comes to like understanding how people feel. So now he's trying to bridge that gap and put people's like emotions into consideration. So if I understand this correctly, and I think based on what you just said, I, I was correct when I was wrote down. So his reasoning was basically like he wants to try to be more empathetic. Yes, Totally. Okay. He just basically just goes on to explain empathy. Fucking nailed it. Oh, I'm sorry. I just woke up. What was what was the point again? <laughs> because this episode is damn boring. This is this is the this is the only good part of that episode was right here. Uh, I mean, I, I like some of the bits with Chitanda being weird, but I mean, the beginning bits was funny with um everybody saying, "Oh my gosh, Ricky's uh, fucking curious." That's funny as fuck, but the whole fucking mystery, which the mystery is behind this whole fucking episode, boring. And actually, the crazy part is this is the like the most high stakes one in terms of what had happened. Right, but it's not any stakes for like actually solving it. I mean, it is for... Oh, whoop the fucking do! A teacher, you find out if he liked helicopters or not. Oh, Ricky, fuck you, go solve a real mystery, okay? Two people died, you insensitive fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the main character gets to learn about empathy, something he doesn't have none of. Oh. <laughs> Two people died. We're talking about fucking helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, think you sit there and think while me and Orange discuss episode 19. Oh, that ends with Chitanda saying that she was glad to see that side of Areki. And she leaves and Areki thinks he thinks he, he thinks that for some reason he owes her one. I, this is a real, I can't remember why I wrote this down, but I have eat duty or take the compliment and then I wrote improvise adapt overcome. Okay. Does anyone have any kind? I don't know. I remember her walking, like riding away and I wrote that down. No, I have no clue what you're don't talking know about. Why. I don't know, but enjoy that. So let's jump to episode 19. Does anyone have any idea?
Is that the name of the... Uh, how boring this episode is, too? Oh, yes, I do. Second burn. <laughs> I like this episode. Um, the, the mystery stuff, again, is whatever, but I actually really like the character stuff in this episode. The, the character stuff was interesting, but, like... The, the whole deduction of this mystery is, like, way off base. I do not understand where they're going with this mystery. Well, I feel like that's on you. It's pretty straightforward. Why would why would the fucking school say, hey, can this fucking student come to the fucking teacher's lounge? Like, what? that's so random. What do you mean? What is random about you? Have you ever been to school? No, but like, I don't know. We, we should discuss it. But like, the whole point is a kid fucking counterfeited money or something like that. But they don't know who done it. Yep. Why would the why would the kids show up to the fucking teachers lounge? Uh, remember in community where uh one of the overhead announcements it was pretty obvious because that's the only thing you could hear by the dean was like, and for the uh student who was growing a pot plant in the back of the gymnasium or whatever, uh you've won like five hundred dollars. Please come by the <laughs> that kind of thing. That that's exactly I think what this was, except a more Hayoko version of it. Mm, no, Jesus Christ. Because they explicitly explain what happened. Well, instead of like, you know, it being kind of silly like community, it was an actual like reason because of guilt and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we open with Ureki musing on speculation and like how much stuff there is out there that you can like try and solve and that luck is basically the only way to get the truth or like to actually get the truth correct. We come to Areki and Chitanda chilling in the club room. Areki asks about her uncle's funeral, which went well, whatever that means for a funeral. Chitanda asks him to light an incense stick for her uncle and invites him to the grave. Uh, so this, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say during the, uh, I don't, I can't remember exactly when this happened, but I know it's around the beginning where uh, I think she gave him a compliment. He goes like, "You have to stop doing that." Like, it's just luck. I think it was during that part or whatever. Yes. And she's like, "You're so humble. It's amazing." I, I I was fucking, I was raw. Oh, that was so fucking funny. Oh, I don't think she said that in the sub at all. Like, I think she tells him like, hey, you're, you're like, your skills and stuff are amazing. Like, you're great at things. And he tries to fall back on his luck stuff. Yeah. And then I think in the dub, she was also like, basically threw it at the end. Because she's like taken aback initially and then instantly goes in with the, and so humble too kind of line. Hmm. Honestly, I, oh, Chitanda so is fantastic in this episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know when she discussed this, but I think this is a great line where she says, "You never take a look. You never take a good look for yourself of yourself." That was Ricky. the previous episode. Wait, no, it's no, it wasn't. One. It's this one. Uh, oh yeah, she does say it again. Oh yeah, I was thinking it's after thing. like yeah. you can put the plaster on the whatever quote. Yeah, yeah. Reki basically says that he can come up with a reason for anything, and Chitanda call, kind of calls bullshit on it. And tells him, yeah, that he never takes a good look at himself. And I wish this part would have happened like two episodes ago. During the school festival? Uh, or maybe like at the end of it, yeah, where she was maybe like complimenting him or something. Same, this same shit, same scene, just like right at the end of a climactic moment or whatever. So then like the rest of the series can actually be him working on that. Well, you have to remember the school festival, he didn't really, he didn't solve it in front of Chitanda's eyes. Also, you have to remember that Hioka's not over. Wait, what? Uh, it's based on light novels, which are not oh, done. Oh, okay. This is this only adapts, I think, the first five, four or five light novels. Fine, fine, fine. And I think, to be fair, it's been on high. Like, I don't think the seventh is even out yet, which fucking sucks. Areki comes up with this 
brilliant plan that will not backfire in any way, uh, where he is tasking her, Chitanda, with giving him anything she wants, and he will come up with an explanation for it with the plan of not providing a good explanation so that she doesn't think he can rely, she can rely on him to answer everything. And just to confirm, this is also he doesn't have to begin thinking about himself. Yeah, that that too. Uh, there was an announcement about the people who were shopping near the stationery or at the stationery store, and Chitanda is like, "That's perfect. Let's do that." Uh, they do a quick information breakdown. Chitanda moves over to his side of the table and gets real close to look at his stuff. And for the first time, actually recoils out of his personal space. Okay, I wrote down, is this the first time she actually ubooed herself? Yeah, I think so. Okay, and also, did I use that term correctly? No, you did not. Fuck! <laughs> but yeah, that, that's a nice little moment where they both kind of recoil and Shatanda finally gets out of there, a little nervous. Areki starts to give, like, an explanation of what happens, and Chitanda is not buying it to the... She even gives him fucking Mayaka face. Mm. The, just full like narrow eyes kind of angry mouth shape just like nah you fucking clown i ain't i don't buy this at all doesn't she start like giving him like reasons she actually starts po i do love this about i didn't even think about this till now i mean i was watching it happen but i never like put one on one together i guess i really like that she's getting better at solving crimes by just being around him or mysteries that's so cool yeah and, and like, she does a lot of that as we go, but even right here, she starts to call his bullshit and basically tells him, like, look, I know you can do better than that. Come on. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you're giving me a, a fake explanation right now. <laughs> also, one of the, it's such a throwaway scene, but I absolutely love it. And she, Chitanda says, like, don't you think this all has an air of shadiness about it? And he's like, I do. And then she's like, also, what is the shade? Where's the shade and shadiness comes from? And he's like, yep. I don't know. And she does, like, the cutest fucking pout in the world. I remember hearing that and thinking, like, what the fuck are they talking about? And then it moves right along. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, but dude, just like the face she makes and the little like noise, like she's trying so hard not to just go off on that tangent. (laughs) So good. They surmise that the student is involved in some sort of crime and then go off on more theorizing. And like you said, it's, it's, it's very good back and forth. It's not just Areki explaining everything and her being like, oh, wow, I'm stupid. I don't understand any of this. Like she's actually contributing and being like, you know, that, that what you just said doesn't make sense this. or that. Yeah. yeah, I see how that tracks. And like she's following the whole time. Uh, there was one thing I did like, though. Uh, this is before that. But um, Shatan is like, you're not taking this seriously. Whatever his name is. Areki, yeah. Yeah, Ricky. And Ricky's like, this is the first time I'm being serious in this entire school year. And he's like, oh, maybe my entire life. And he thinks to himself, <laughs> I just think that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, also, I really like the cutaway animations on this stuff. Uh, the weird, like, little block people that represent all the theories. They eventually get to that someone has been passing fake bills. And Chitanda flips out and basically puts her mouth on his mouth for some reason. <laughs> I was wondering if they were about to fucking do it. And they just hang there for a second, and then or he should have fell out of the chair or something. Oh, Recky's—I don't know, man. Maybe he's not too far off. I think he's come a long way. Uh, they do more theories and wonder where it came from. Orecki <laughs> has a good bit where he's like, "Oh, it probably came from like somebody couldn't reject it from like a senpai or whatever." Then role plays both sides of it by himself. I love the Orecki role playing by himself. That's really funny to me. Yeah, he looks over Chitanda, she's giving him a completely, like, blank look, and he's like, mm, anyway. <laughs> he should be in the D&D club. <laughs> they do more deduction bullshit, 
they get to the end of it and Chatanda's all pleased with them. Like, hey, we got a lot of mileage off that like one announcement. Areki says, end of game. And Chitanda says, I thought you were trying to prove something to me. And they forget what it is. And Chitanda... Yeah, don't believe that one bit. I don't think he, like, Chitanda ever knew, really, but... I don't, yeah, I, I don't think Areki truly forgot, either. Motherfucker just doesn't... I mean, based on... <clears throat> excuse me, voice crack. Based on, like, this whole series where he's been avoiding his own, like, you know... I guess, looking in, just letting things happen instead of actually, like, denoting what's happening with himself. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else tries to do almost, or even he kind of tries to do to some people, not as much as Satoshi, but, um, yeah, no, he knew. Yeah, totally. And I think like partway through this, he realized like how much he enjoys it. Like these two fucking sit there on a sleepy Sunday morning and do the crossword puzzle together. Mm. When he says that he forgets what it is, Chitanda like hides her face behind her notebook a little bit and is like, Hey, you want to maybe deduce what it was? Which is also very adorable because they just spent all day to do that one thing. And she's like, eh, one more? Come on. <laughs> uh, we cut to the next morning. Areki sees the article about someone getting arrested for passing around fake bills. <laughs> He's like, well, Fucking shit. Nailed it. At this point, you got to be like, oh, fuck. I got a knack for this. Mm. I mean, Ricky doesn't even remember what this was. He's like, oh, like I remember was doing something about this. Bro, this is wild. And the ending card on these episodes is Little Birds Can Remember, which is in a reference to Agatha Christie's Elephants Can Remember. I don't remember if it was on the other episode. I may have been writing when it ended, so I didn't see. Uh, but let's jump straight into episode 20. Miss Happy New Year. We open N-Media Res with them locked in a storage shed. Ooh, asks, together. Ooh, mm. what they're doing. Not a damn thing. He is not going to act on his feelings. <laughs> He'll get there. Until absolutely, I disagree. Well, yeah, those books are never getting written. <laughs> I'm just saying, you guys, this is a typical example of what happens like in Boy Meets World when Koei and Topanga was... Uh, was in the room together and they accidentally fell asleep and when they both got out everybody thought they was doing the thing so you know what I'm saying doing the thing uh, <laughs> but why would they, okay you know what whatever um, Areki asked about a superstition that whatever you do on New Year's you do all year long which Chitanda had never heard of which is kind of I like I, I kind of thought about like why they would include that line and the only thing I could come up with is Areki's thinking like, well, if that superstition's a thing and I'm just here like chilling with Chitanda on New Year's, I guess that's what I'm doing all year, right? Like that's what's going, to me, that's what's probably going through his head. Even though he said that that's not something that happened. Oh, Chitanda said she's never heard of that superstition. Oh, uh, wait, what? I thought it was the other way around. Fairly certain Areki says he asked about the superstition. Oh, uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I just remember, like, they were talking about that superstition, and then uh, he was like, but it makes no, or he may, I don't know, but he said it makes no sense because, like, if you wanted to do that thing for, the, like, the rest of the year or whatever, then you, we wouldn't have that day off. Oh, no, that, that's what Chitanda says, I think. Or, I don't I don't know, one of them, maybe they talk about it more. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We learn Oreki got an unlucky fortune 
and they are locked in the shed. Why would you even put unlucky in there? Because it's a thing, dude. If there's yeah, no unlucky, fortune, then dude. everyone's lucky and it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Well, that, that that stuff would be like just to make you happy, like right, like you don't at the fortune you don't like you don't put, I don't I don't imagine they put like tonight you will die. No, the fortunes just say like good luck, bad luck, great luck. Uh, every fortune tale I've had has always been like something that's like eventually positive. How many fortunes have you gotten told? <laughs> fortune cookies, not like oh fortune cookies. Dude. Fortune cookies are like literal nonsense. Most of them are fucking internet memes printed on a fortune cookie now. Oh. Yeah, and they give you fucking lottery numbers too, Anthony. Why are you like looking at fortune cookies for your fortune? So pulling out numbers for and then getting a numbered fucking thing is completely like not nonsense. Oh, okay. Hey, Japan, we have some thoughts about your culture. Yeah, we do actually have some thoughts about your culture. You need to, you need to calm down. They're not going to let us in. <laughs> we cut back to the morning of the festival. Chitanda has called Areki to invite him to the shrine. Uh, Mayaka is going to be there as an attendant, which Chitanda says she is not, does not seem up her alley. No. Why is Mayaka always looking? Eh, she likes to do stuff. I guess so. That's weird because Ho and Satoshi is like, like that, like they're always going around doing stuff. I mean, in my mind, like, I think uh, Satoshi's kind of like the guy that does fun stuff to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the student council is so much fun. I mean, probably. Um, at least for him, like keeping busy is fun. And then I feel like Mayaka uh, or, uh, is she's always like doing stuff for like it seems like to progress. Like she'd be the one that can't come out like four weekends in a row because she's working that weekend. Mm. And I feel like Chitandra would, would be the one that like doesn't have to do anything but does. But she has her weekends off, and like that's closer to you know how uh, Ho- uh, Oreki would feel too. Is it doesn't seem like he's well off, but he's fine, right? Yeah, it seems that way. And it seems like Mayaka has to like literally work for like all of her shit. It seems like yes, yes, exactly. And then it's and then Satoshi seems like he just does stuff because he has nothing else to do. Yeah, pretty much. Just in general, yeah. That's that's kind of the vibe I got. Is like Mayaka would be like the ones like, come on, let's go out Saturday, and she's like, I can't, I gotta work again. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, we'll come to you. That's the vibe I get from her. Yes, exactly. Chitanda would say, let's go out. Mayaka would be like, I can't. I have to work. And Satoshi would totally be the guy that would be like, okay, we'll come visit you at work. Yep. And then Oreki would be like, all right. Oreki's like, fucking damn it. Fine. It's so far away, though, you guys. <laughs> it's like, do we have to walk? <laughs> and then eventually begrudgingly goes and pouts the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then Irisu would walk in with her, like, five boyfriends. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Whoa. Suwakaguchi would come in and set the place on fire. Uh-huh. We've got we've got book twenty seven written for you. Done. Satoshi's also going. Turns out, uh, they get there, or and Chitanda admits that she just kind of wants to wear a kimono. Chitanda meets Areki at the fair festival shrine shrine festival. Uh, they do their New Year's greetings, which is very awkward. That looks. This looks like a lot of work. <laughs> Being respectful in Japanese culture looks exhausting. It does. Dude, being respectful in any culture is exhausting. I mean, we just say sir and ma'am, and that's it. You just throw yeah. a couple words at the end. But Please I hate and it. thank you. That's mm. not bad. Like, having to get down and bow and, like, prepare scripts to say. I mean, I guess it's kind of what we do, too. But just there's just less words. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're walking in, and Chitanda talks about how she spent the day just, like, greeting people and giving people stuff. And t- her wording, being a good girl. <laughs> 
which I dude, I actually love how Chitanda becomes like so much of a different character in this last set of episodes. Or or not like yeah. a different character, but we see her like the whole Chitanda instead of her just being like the kind of airheady person that exists to push a recce. Yeah, it's fun because her like uh we get to see her culture too and her like her and her comfort zone just bringing in Oreki, who's now like, well, he's always been on the defensive, but yeah, but now she's like at home. This is her like, you know, world and and she seems very comfortable and and she's literally inviting him to all these things. So. Yeah, it, to me, it's super weird, though, because like she's really good at like talking to people, but like she's also real bad at talking to people, too. I think she's like bad to talk to people like her own classmates or something like that, because like whenever she's like. Like in the festival, we see her like she can't even ask somebody for like anything because she doesn't know how to carry on like asking for something like that. And later on, we see her like mess up too when she's going around looking for chocolates because he's like straight up like is disrespectful to, to this one person about the chocolates, wherever it is. Oh, that's got a little bit more context behind it, but yeah. Yeah. But like with all these like adults, rituals or wherever it is, she's willing, she knows how to like do that stuff, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, she can navigate this area very well. Yeah, and then, yeah. I mean, that's how she grew up. She learned all that stuff. And, like, all the other stuff is would be what is, like, I guess, outside of her comfort zone. And back to the scene where they're talking to Mayaka. Oh, before we get to Mayaka, after she says she's being a good girl, she's like, what did you do today? He's like, I did my... I, did my best impression of a hermit crab and we see him just hanging oh, out under yeah. a kotatsu literally all day yeah. i fucking love that scene oh he's living his best life mm. mm-hmm. god he is she was like huh and he's just like that joke yeah <laughs> Oreki, they get to the shrine Oreki prays for moderate energy consumption which Hell is the, hey, yeah, step brother. up moderate dude mm-hmm. it is, yeah moderate we're, we're getting there uh they go to greet the shrine priestess and they do their distinguished families greetings and stuff and Areki steals Chitanda's line about the sake not being that fancy and they both make fun of him for it that's so good he's like you guys fucking with me you guys are yeah. fucking with me uh the shrine attendant or shrine maiden is like i thought satoshi was coming Reki's like how did she does she have divine powers how did she know jesus yeah. christ and Chitana's like, no, that's Kaho. She's in his class. <laughs> oh, which is, uh, she's the fortune telling girl. Oh, was she? I think so. I'm fairly certain, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, then they go to visit Mayaka. Well, what's called? She's in the same class as Oweki, isn't she? Uh, yeah, she's in the same class as one of them. Yeah, yeah. one of them. Mm-hmm. It's just so that Oweki does not, like, really care about anybody. Like, he doesn't even remember, like, the student council's names. He doesn't even remember, like, the principal's name or the head teacher or whatever that was the previous yeah. episode. He he doesn't care about anybody. He's like, yeah, whatever. Like, listen, I understand you can't conserve energy by hanging around Chitandra or Chitanda and then also having to deal with all this shit. This was beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I keep mixing fucking Chandra from Magic and Chitanda together <laughs> to create Chitandra. Okay, so I'm gonna go make that magic card. The Fire Lord. Did you want to talk about visiting Mayaka? I, I mean, I don't remember specifically how the scene's like exactly what happens. I just have a line that I really fucking love. I remember them walking in there and I think they talked about Fukube for a second, how he showed up to go home and watch that uh, show real quick, mm-hmm. uh, which, yeah, turns out to be important later. I wonder and if you have then, the same line that I have. <laughs> and then I can't remember exactly what it was, too, but sh- uh, <laughs> Mayaka was like, don't stare. Oh, OK. Now, yeah, she has like the hair extension on. 
And oh, that's right. Shitanda yeah. compliments her on it and then looks mm-hmm. over at her like he gives him the fucking Mayaka face. It's like, don't stare. Well, Mayaka did it. Yeah, yeah. Mayaka gives. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's, she's all like, like oh, stare. thanks, Shitanda. Then looks at her like he's like, fuck I off, dude. I don't know about the dub, but the sub, they both growled back at each other. <laughs> What? what? It was like a, she said, "Don't stare in Iraq." He just goes, mm. and Mayaka's like, mm. <laughs> "Back at him." It's so good. Yeah, I really like how the relationship between those two develops. It's so good. <laughs> the other line I had is like she's talking about all her duties and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like she's in charge of so much stuff, and I think Areki makes a comment about how like oh it doesn't seem like there's much going on. She's like, "It was way busy earlier. There were a little ton of lost children." Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in the daytime. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. Chitanda buys her fortune and gets great luck. Areki buys his fortune and gets bad luck. And Chitanda's all stoked. She's like, I've never seen a bad luck. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, they're talking about their fortunes and Kaho was running back and forth because someone spilled some soup and is trying to fix that and asked them to go fetch something from the storehouse. They are looking around in the storehouse. Not the storehouse. <laughs> Not the storehouse, right. Uh, I forget the context of it, but Areki has that weird vision where he's like, he thinks about saying something and punctuates it with a T. He's like, I can't say that. Oh, fuck. I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, it was, as soon as I think the shed locked or something like that. Yeah, and then they get locked in. Oh, the T is, um, what's it called? Just because he picked out the wrong place. Oh, yeah. Right. It was like, oh, silly me. I thought that I are like, because I'm poor and you're rich, so I don't have a storehouse or whatever. Tee-hee. Yeah. Like, no, I can't say it like that. Areki is going to call for help and Chitanda stops him because of how it will look if they are found locked in a shed together because of her uh, prestigious family, her prestigious family. It's kind of like, you know, gossip and shit. Yep. Uh, neither have their phones on them on them because um, Areki doesn't even have one. <laughs> I mean, which people don't they don't have nothing else to do but gossip so whatever she's saying is completely right. I'd uh, still just been like, fuck it. Let me out. <laughs> also, you did forget the part where um, somebody spilled uh, food or whatever it is so they have to go get food or whatever it is and Shatanda is willing to go help and she's like, oh, please don't help like you in that kimono. Mm. Oh yeah, she can't cook in that. Yeah, she can't cook in that. I was just say Shatanda's being so helpful. Shatanda. Also, she's a good cook. Yeah. I just dead ass would have like immediately knocked on that door. And then when he opened up, I'm like, dude, you just fucking locked us in here. And then that would have been the end of that whole, like, it, no one would have said shit. Oh, yeah, totally. All you have to do is get Kaho to explain it straight. You're fine. Also, why is there a fucking board in the other side of the door? <laughs> That's a great question. Because even Areki's like, that doesn't seem very secure. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just so it doesn't like blow open or something. I don't know. Eventually, Chitanda wants to call out and Areki decides to try other options because unlike Anthony, he's a respectful person who respects his friends. No, I'm just saying, like, it's just not believable. Chi-Chi's not a hoe, and Areki's definitely not a player. <laughs> yeah, but, Anthony, it's she comes from a prestigious family. It'd be gossip nonetheless. Oh, okay. You can't have that. There'd be people going to her dad being like, did you hear the scandal your daughter's involved in? Can't stop that shit. I mean, you can. You can be like, it wasn't true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Anthony, it just goes downhill. First of all, the dad will say to Shitanda, you can't, you can't meet with this guy anymore. Then Oreki's, then Shitanda just falls in love with Oreki even more. And then they both decide to leave the house, run away together. Then they go join a biker gang and they get tattoos of each other. It just goes, it just goes off the rails. 
We can't let those happen. We have books nine through eleven written for you guys. They <laughs> really, uh, really jumped the shark after seven. <laughs> kind of checked out. Really went downhill. Uh, <laughs> Recky decides to try other options, all of which involve making a hole somewhere. I love this. Break, break the door down. Break the wall down. Dig a, dig a hole, and um, and I putting a hole in the ceiling. Yeah, this one I knew wasn't going to happen. This this one I, I was all on board with not. Like, come on, you can't just start breaking people's shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, you can. It's real easy. Uh, it's easy, but you shouldn't fucking do it. Yeah, especially when it's like a shrine. That's real bad. Uh, they start watching a parishioner through the gap, it, the gaps in the shed. See him uh, bringing stuff to Mayaka. Uh, I wrote good night vision. I forget what that was. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, she was looking outside. Oh, right. <laughs> it's because she eats her carrots, you guys. Remember, <laughs> if you want to get good night vision, eat your carrots. That is actually false. That's false, Owens? Yes. Do you have a doctor's degree? Yes. In order to disprove me? Yes, I do. Okay, but I'm wrong then. Yeah, thank you. Isn't it one of those things that's like technically, but you would have to eat so many fucking carrots for it to actually make a difference? Like so many that you'd probably die from carrot poisoning or something. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming, I mean, yes and no. I mean, just vitamin A, right? As long as you get vitamin A, it doesn't matter where it comes from. Carrots is just an option, so. But I, my favorite line in this was when the dude first found that hanky. He sounded like like an NPC from like a Splinter Cell game. He was like, huh? <laughs> What's going on over here? Uh, I do like that when Chitanda said that she has good night vision, right? He's like, what are you, a wild animal? <laughs> I mean, Yes. The handkerchief is delivered and Satoshi arrives and goes to visit Mayaka. And once again, Mayaka is self-conscious about her outfit. Um, the handkerchief does not seem to be working, so they drop Areki's wallet. And it's uh, Satoshi, Satoshi is really good at distracting, is what we figured it out. Not really good at putting things together. He does put it together. But like he walks in, did every time like something comes to the lost and found, he's like, oh yeah, also this. <laughs> yeah, like Mayaka can push stuff together. Satoshi actively distracts Mayaka. Listen, he's just there to hang out, right? He ain't got time for this shit. Yeah. Yeah, I did get excited. I put Satoshi on the case now, and I was like, or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we see why he's not a Solak Holmes or a uh, Solak Holmes wife or whatever it is. Mayori? Nope. Mayori. Moriarty. Moriarty. Yeah, thank you. The, the wallet is delivered. It's empty except for the fortune. And Satoshi's like, cool, I want a fortune too. Um, he's so distracting. <laughs> yeah, you see what I mean? He's distracting. What the mm -hmm. fuck, you guys? So, uh, Chitanda and Areki are about to give up, but learns that Satoshi is there. Um, so Areki has an idea, but he needs a string. They can't find any string, and they could ch consider Chitan. This is a weird scene, right? Like, I get what they're doing, but why? She's so concerned about them even being found there. Why would she offer the string that is keeping her kimono from falling apart? Like, Probably that would just make it continue worse. Showing that she actually has feelings for him. No, it's just because they're so fucking cold. They're willing. They're trying to get out, and it's better for her to hold her dress together. And not get fucking cold in the cold coldness than um, wherever I was talking about that thing. Uh, I think I would have liked it more if she would have been like, hey, there's actually a post on the outside instead of like, 
I don't, I don't know. I think that, that that could have been an interesting play. Yeah, it, it was just kind of a. Yeah, you're thing. not like, wrong. We already see what's thinking. going on here. This is just like an extra layer to it. That's like almost a little too forward. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ricky then sticks his hand out and gets a string from the outside and uses her purse to tie it on both ends to send to Mayaka and Satoshi. Satoshi gets it and runs off because it's the rat in the bag from the Nobunaga drama he had just watched. They yeah, I can't believe they watched. put in a Nobu, whatever his name is, Nobugaga? Nobunaga. Yeah, Nobunaga. Uh, Weffin Hill. I was like, wow, huh? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like maybe the most famous guy in Japanese history. Yeah, I know. At I least internationally. Just, yeah, I was just really surprised they put one in here. You know? I was like, oh, I was not expecting that. You know I mean the guy's all about war, so I was expecting that in like some fighting anime, not in, in um, a slice of life detective show. <laughs> Satoshi comes and rescues them, gives them a very fucking knowing look because you know he gave them shit about it. <laughs> He's, he's that asshole hey, what are you guys doing it here huh? oh, yeah, he's already done that yeah but you know he did it again 100% yeah I think like on the beginning episodes he's like oh the mighty uh, Oreki you know talking to a girl I think he made some kind of play like that earlier yeah uh, but Satoshi rescues them wishes them a mishappy new year that's pretty funny <laughs> is it it's more puns and I like it uh, listen I'm a punny guy yeah uh, Send your best puns to our Twitter, please. I want a week straight of your best puns. I would love to know who to block on Twitter, so go <laughs> ahead. I will guarantee if you send a mediocre pun, you will not be blocked. If it is dog shit, I will block you, though. I will give him full permission. So let's go to episode 21. Yes, and you motherfucker. <laughs> Finally, a good episode. The case of the homemade chocolates. My oh, episode. Finally. This is my go, personal bitches. favorite episode of the series. My personal favorite episode of the series, too. Called it first. <laughs> <laughs> they open on a middle school scene of Mayaka yelling at Satoshi because he did not accept their chocolates, her chocolate, because they weren't truly homemade, so he says. But next year, she's going to come back and slap him in the face with a masterpiece that will even impress him. Hell yeah. Yeah, because, because he just poured chocolate over like something, right? And he's like, yeah, that's not homemade. All right, I'm going to go ahead and say this now, and we're going to get it out of the way, and we're not, we're not going to continue to harp on it unless we have more to add to the point. Okay. Satoshi's kind of a piece of shit in this episode, huh? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> really? It's real that I've been saying this the entire time, and you keep backing, like, saying no. It's, he's not like that. Honestly, he's a bit of a dick throughout the whole yeah. series. A little, a little bit sometimes. But this episode is like, oof. Bit of a pee-pee. Yeah, he's only, uh, it's kind of like, it's weird because Mayaka knows that he's the one who stole it too. Yeah. The only one who does not know is uh, Chitanda. Yeah, we'll talk about all that. So I'm, I'm, I just want to get that out of the way because we don't need to do the shit in circles where when we're talking about Satoshi later and I'm explaining him and talking about his character uh, and how nuance works, we don't have to have the circular conversation of Satoshi actually being an asshole because we all know. Okay. Because I've been saying this throughout the entire... What did I literally just say? <laughs> I, I was just putting another coffee on wins. That's all I'm saying. Let's see if you can stick to that. Okay. <laughs> we come back from the opening. Mayaka is upset because making chocolate is too hard. But 
won't give up. If he doesn't accept the chocolates, she will chain him to a wall. And if that doesn't work, read him that full book, which I don't know what that book was. <laughs> and jam chocolate down his throat. Hell yeah. Chitanda is on board <laughs> in a weird turn of events. Uh, they are just sitting there plotting and Areki's like, they know I'm here, right? Like, it's so funny. And uh, Mayaka turns to him and gives him a nice smile like, hey, don't tell him, okay? And that gives him a fucking death stare. Like, seriously, don't tell him. <laughs> uh, we cut to Satoshi and Areki run into each other at an arcade and go play some virtual on a real video game. Oh, that's kind of uh, cool. That I have played in Yakuza <laughs> Kiwami 2. It is hard. It makes no sense. It's this weird robot fight. It Like, that is literally just game footage that they show, as far as I can tell. Areki thinks about how Satoshi is playing differently, and he used to be focused on winning and sort of a sword loser. Eventually, Areki wins. And asks why Satoshi did the, made the play that he did. And Satoshi tells him, like, hey, going in for the hand-to-hand combat's more adventurous. We cut to Chitanda and Mayaka shopping. And Mayaka asks Chitanda if there's anyone that she likes. And we get presumably an answer that we do not get to hear because we see them continue to talk from outside the window. It's a newspaper guy. <laughs> Ew. I mean, he's probably got that good stuff, though. All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we cut away from that. And the next morning, Areki wakes up to a box from his sister that has chocolate in it. Uh, she gives him a note that says the chocolate is trembling with sympathy. That's so good. And he fucking punts that chocolate across the room. <laughs> Cut to him watching to school, walking to school, and he meets up with Chitanda, who talks about Mayaka and her chocolate. And starts to talk about Valentine's Day and holidays and basically says something along the lines of how in her family, they don't give gifts to people that they're truly close with on Valentine's Day. And then they share an awkward moment as they both consider the implications of what she just said. He didn't get a gift. (laughs) Mm. And then they walk in silence. Mayaka leaves her chocolate in the club room because she cannot get away from Manga Club. And Satoshi says he's going to head up. Uh, and Areki's not going because it's cold. Chitanda goes in the room and sees the chocolate and decides to wait there for a bit, but goes to find Areki when Satoshi never shows up. Uh, some time passes and Chitanda bursts back into Areki, telling him something has something terrible has happened. Satoshi following behind, looking real grim. Okay, can we pause this for a second? Yeah. Why Why would Mayaka leave the chocolate, though? Because she couldn't go. Yeah, yeah, I understand that she couldn't go, but they still could have met up after school. Because the, the whole point is to give the chocolate to the one that you like. The fact that she's leaving it, though, is just so, like, it's so weird, because I can't think of any scenario where Mayaka would leave this up to chance. You get what I'm saying? Well, it's not up to chance. Yeah. Well, the implicate it doesn't matter after she realizes the chocolate is stolen or whatever. No, no, it's not. It's not that. It's the fact that Mayaka just leaves chocolate on the room. There's a chance for the chocolate to get stolen, isn't there? Not. I mean, I don't think that's something she would consider. Yeah. Oh, okay. The two things is like I don't think that that's crime is that big of a deal in school. No, I know that. I I just like I just would think that Mayaka. 
would just give the chocolate to Satoshi. I don't see who leaving the chocolate at the table. Also, she she did it that way on purpose because she wanted to see what he would do, and she didn't want to have another fucking blowout with him. Yeah, well, like, oh, what's okay. easier to like ask somebody in person or like send them a text, right? It's shittier, but it's that kind yeah. of concept. It's not the, exactly a one to one comparison, but you know, she can just put that there and like just wait instead of like confront him and get uh she's literally been at this for a year so like if he if he says no to her face again like that would be way more devastating than just him just like leaving the chocolate or grabbing the chocolate yeah, you know then what happened okay i mean i guess but that makes yeah i mean sense, you're but... not completely wrong but i i think that's the last thing on our mind was hope no one takes this chocolate as she put it down you know she's probably thinking like i fucking want him yeah and especially since she would figure that the others are hanging out in the room. She didn't intend to leave it there unattended. I know what you guys are saying, but like to me, Mayaka would just give the chocolate to Satoshi. I mean, she even comes back at the end of it to see what Satoshi would say about the chocolate. Yeah, exactly. She wanted to see what would happen, but she didn't want to be like in the situation. In fact, now that we're talking about it, the fact that she couldn't get away from Manga Club sounds like bullshit. True. That is kind of true. She totally, especially like since like the the president seems nice, she totally could have been like, hey, I got to go give chocolate to this dude I've been crushing on for two years. I feel like she could get away. Yes. Yeah, I I guess you're right about that. I guess she is like, I guess, okay, I can see your point, though. You guys changed my mind. It doesn't happen too often, but you guys are right. I don't want to do that. Let's go back to the other way now. Mayaka's chocolate was stolen. Uh, they go to look for it. The west stairs are closed, and there's a dude hanging the sign. Um, we learned they searched the room, and the guy said only three of them have passed. I'm assuming you guys figured uh, Satoshi stole it, like, immediately. Uh, after, like, at first I was like, oh, fuck. And then uh, as soon as, like, the first, like, even small, like, as soon as Satoshi got involved or whatever, I was like, oh, fuck, and he took it. Oh, yeah, I, I figured it was supposed to be obvious from, like, the glance him and Areki share in the library. Yeah, yeah, like, as soon as, like, like, oh, yeah, as, soon as yeah, he hits yeah, the screen, right. like, yeah, I knew. And also, the whole time I was, like, or when they were, like, yeah, someone stole it, and I was, like, wait, Fuku Bay was supposed to be up there. Like, and then I was, and then after they glanced at each other, I was, like, fucking, what did he do? Yeah. Wait, it wasn't the astrology club? <laughs> no, it was. Oh, uh, it, was, it was all, okay. Uh, Yeah, they go to confront the... Astral Astronomy Club and Chitanda immediately yells at Sawakaguchi for the chocolate back. And the D&D nerds joke about how none of them got chocolate because, of course, they didn't. Listen, I'm still waiting for my chocolate, too. <laughs> back in the club room, Areki tricks Chitanda out by being like, "I, I, it could be in the girls' bathroom. Someone should check. That's a good idea. <laughs> Is this the part where he's like, yeah, I don't wear my fillings on my sleeves like you do, Chitanda, or something like that? No, I don't think so. After she runs out, Areki... He's like, yeah, dude, I know what's going on. I know what happened. Let's let's all be real here. Just don't tell Chitandra. Chitandra. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I did it again. Uh, Mayaka shows up and asks about the chocolate, to which Chitanda apologizes profusely, telling her that it was stolen and it was her fault. Mayaka is like, ah, oh, hey, it's fine. It leaves. Uh, Chitanda goes to leave, and Areki blocks her. Chitanda fucking looking not good. <laughs> resolves to go find that chocolate because it was her fault uh, she pushes past him but Areki grabs her arm and boy does she look sad yeah she's pretty pup set about this whole thing mm-hmm. Areki tells her that it was the astronomy club he figured it out 
Mm-hmm. But he let him do. He'll take. He'll take. A, he'll take care of it. Some time passes, and Satoshi and Areki decide to head home. They stop on the bridge, and Areki asks him for his bag. <laughs> gives a little shake and gives it back, and is like, "There, my promise to Chitanda is done. I gave you the chocolate." He launches into his explanation about what happened, and <laughs> we get a scene of Satoshi literally breaking Mayaka's heart. <laughs> uh, the also, I love that this is framed like super hero confronting villain climax shot of like the windy, snowy bridge. Areki tells him that like this makes us even because you made up that spider society story to help me out way back at the beginning of the school year. Mm-hmm. But then tells him to explain why he did it and don't say it was a joke or I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> so good. Then Satoshi goes ahead and breaks down his character for us, where he basically says that he stopped trying to be the best at everything because he would get so fixated on stuff and so uh, obsessed with his performance at things that he stopped enjoying them and couldn't enjoy anything. So when he let that go, he started to enjoy life more. This man Um, just described League of Legends in a nutshell. (laughs) Yeah, man, stop trying League of Legends. <laughs> yeah, and that he goes on to say, like, yeah, dude, Mayaka is great. And the fact that she wants to be with me is like a goddamn dream. And of course, I want to be with her, too. And then I actually went back and watched this scene in the dub. And I like the dub version of it way better, actually. Specifically because in this scene in the sub, he uses the word preoccupied a lot, which felt like a really weird word choice and didn't quite convey the meaning that it wanted to and in the dub he uses the words fixate and obsessed which make much more sense because he's basically trying to say that he's worried well he literally says that he's worried if he gets into a relationship with Mayaka he might regress into his old person into his old self because if he if he allows himself to become fixated on her in that way he might start to try too hard to be like the best guy or like the best at relationships and like he doesn't think he doesn't think as he is either currently and his past self is good enough for Mayaka and he knows that if he tried he would spend all this time trying to be good enough for her and never feel like he would be and end up somehow ruining the relationship either for her or for himself and that's basically his explanation as to why he uh, is putting off entering a relationship with her. And he also says he doesn't want to take her for granted, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, All right, boys, you got a magazine because I got an issue. Yeah, go ahead. So I think I got most of that explained out to me because I had a couple questions and most of it was on point with, like, I was kind of a little confused. So he's saying that he would kind of, like, lead to, like, an obsession becoming Mayaka's boyfriend and stuff like that. Probably not in like a controlling weird way no, like no, that, ju- but yeah, in the yeah. way that he would need to feel up, feel like he had to live up to something. Yeah, I mean, I guess, man, do what you got to do, brother, but that's dumb as fuck. It, oh, it super is. But the, the only really issue I have with this, the, it, it seemed pretty, pretty like logical in the fact that like he's an idiot. Cause well, he's super, just, like, inse- insecure and clearly yeah, has, like, an inferiority I mean, complex. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're not, yeah, it, it it makes sense. I just, fucking, it's just dumb. Imagine a high school freshman being dumb about their emotions. That's what I wrote. I said, I guess, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll let it go because I literally wrote, I guess I'll let it go because they're high schoolers and they don't understand relationships yet. <laughs> yeah, the only issue I have is, like, so 
it's they, they they imply like the change between middle school and now right it's only been a year mm-hmm. um so like i guess we're kind of to assume that this whole year he was changing yeah he became the the satoshi we know okay but he did have a relapse then right when, during the festival uh no actually he didn't i think that's the point like remember tani uh the the guy who's like hey let's compete satoshi oh okay. like that's why that guy was there to kind of to show that okay yeah, he was trying to, he was trying to appeal to old Satoshi, and Satoshi was like, "Dude, I I don't care anymore. I'm just here to have a good time." Yeah, that's true. Even though they did win, no, he well, they won the cooking contest, but he lost the trivia contest. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. Yeah, you're right. Okay, my issues have uh, been canceled. <laughs> Perfect. Anything else we want to say on this whole bridge encounter or? satoshi in general before we move on from here no i think it yeah i mean for his character i believe i do believe it makes sense like i just don't like it if that makes sense i actually love it i think it's good yeah what do you mean you don't like it um i just don't like that as uh, like the end of his arc well it's not the end of his arc it's the well, climax for the <laughs> anime yeah I mean, we even get like a little bit more with it no we get more with him late well whatever we'll talk about it <laughs> Uh, Areki kind of punctuates it all with being like, that's all great, dude, but you fucking hurt Chitanda too. Come on, man. And then Satoshi's like, yeah, neither of us really took factored in, uh, Chitanda, which is a great line because it's like, neither, oh shit, you, cause obviously he's talking about Mayaka. Uh, and then we immediately get confirmation that, um, yeah, Mayaka knew. We cut over to him or her Chitanda. Mayaka knows admits that she knows what happened says that she left the chocolates as a test to see like where satoshi was at and clearly he hasn't found his answer yet <laughs> and she gets super annoyed and she's like yeah this whole thing sucks and what sucks the most is that i still like him though dude i feel so bad for her yeah or i just i don't know bad's the word i just feel for her yeah like in the way that like Oreki and chitanda kind of mirror each other in a way like so chita or mayaka and satoshi do too like mayaka has her shit together and she takes her failings and she just literally pushes through them to get whatever she wants satoshi is kind of the flip side and just hides from his failings and is waiting for some like he, he is waiting for some magical thing to solve his problems basically but you think satoshi is waiting for something magical to happen to him or not in like that not specific thing sense. but but he's he's waiting i mean i think he even says himself that he's like waiting for some sort of answer right like he doesn't feel like he has any direction in life he doesn't feel like he has something to keep him like balanced and mode not motivated but like or he's not capable of like dispersing his his focus and his energy in a healthy way he's either yeah. all in or not in uh, it, it's kind of more tying in with like the Areki Chitanda stuff, but it, perhaps if he had some sort of like direction, something that he knew he wanted to do and wasn't just like putting his fingers in everything, then that might help him find the stability he needs to become the person he wants to be and become the person he feels is worthy of Mayaka. God, I just want to shake him. <laughs> but it's fine because Mayaka and Chitanda are going to go for cake. Absolutely. I love that line. Let's go get cake. Back on the bridge, Oreki tells Satoshi that he can't, that they can't tell Chitanda about this conversation, basically. Satoshi says, it's fine. I think, I think my answer will come soon. Like he feels like he's 
getting there. Like he, this whole thing has kind of woken him up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Arecki walks away, (laughs) gives him a little bonk on the head. I don't know if he says it or if he just thinks like, yeah, I guess I didn't really know anything about him at all, which ties into the whole thing of Arecki trying to explore empathy and feelings because he never... He he wishes he said that to Satoshi. Okay. Arecki later that night on the phone is debriefing Chitanda, which I loved that, that they're (laughs) just like casually talking on the phone at night now. Satoshi goes and calls Mayaka and the only part of the conversation we get is like, Hey, listen, we need to talk. So infuriating. <laughs> it, it is. But that's why we have Areki and Chitanda, so he can be happy about somebody. I'm, I'm going to ask you later next episode, can we? Yeah, totally. Uh, and Areki eats the chocolate his sister gave him and comments on how bitter it is because <laughs> he wishes he got chocolate from Chitanda. Wait, really? You think so? I don't know. Maybe. No, I I mean, it's probably right. All right. So let's go into episode 22, our series finale. The doll that took the long way around. We jump forward all the way to April, which is like two months. Uh, Chitanda calls Areki to come carry her parasol in a dolls festival so random this doll thing is like really random all right we need to like calm down about japanese culture i guess but it's really random but when they said doll i i just didn't know what they was talking about <laughs> i thought Shatanda was literally gonna play like a doll i think she was gonna do like this historical act of thing whatever it is i didn't know it was called dolls i mean neither did i did you know orange no, I just took it at face value. I didn't think I didn't know it existed, so I didn't think anything of it beforehand. Okay. Areki thought they were actually dolls. Yeah, like we all did. What? And he lives in the culture. Well, Areki, well, does he? Let's be real. As does we know, he? is not out. He he's got listen. He's talented, but he's not all that smart. Sometimes he's not all that aware of what's happening around him all the time. Um, he agrees, and he's heading over, and. Passes through some sakura blossoms. The bridge that he crosses is going to start construction as soon as he crosses it. So once he crosses this bridge, he can't go back across it. <laughs> uh, Areki arrives and they're planning the festival. Uh, sake is going to be late. Uh, Areki meets this old guy who he's really polite to, polite to, and the guy calls him a stalwart young man. I like this. I like this uh, conversation with dude between these two guys it's actually pretty funny yeah and um i guess maybe worth noting is just like all this stuff is to show like how much of an outsider Areki is here like he's dressed different than everyone else he has no clue what's going on he's not involved in the conversations like ever he's literally just fucking hanging on that heater yeah we learned that the procession is going to cross the bridge or is supposed to cross the bridge that was under construction so they're gonna have to reroute and the brown hair guy is clearly a character that we should pay attention to. Anthony, have you figured out how to identify characters of importance in anime yet? Different hair color. There you go. Wait, or is that some really sort an of design. Kinda. Yeah, it oh, is. That's God. how that looks. Or some kind of design that, like, if someone sticks out in a frame, they are an important character. Fine. Listen, there's a there's a part where the because there's two older guys, right? Yeah. This, like set of scenes. I don't remember when it was, so I'm just going to mention it now, but when there was a really funny, like, 
I think there's three people. The old man leaves, and there's three people left. It's like two of the guys by the table, and then Oriki. And there's a collective sigh across all three of them when he leaves, <laughs> which I really enjoyed. Wait, when Oreki leaves? No, when uh, the older gentleman leaves. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oreki gets summoned by Chitanda, and she talks to him from behind the curtain. Well, yeah. Well, you forgot the fact that they changed the routes to the south end, which means like a big deal. Yeah. We have gotten yeah, there yet. Yeah. No, no, we have gotten there because Chitanda does, does, um, needs to be told about the new route to go to the south end. Yeah, yeah, we don't know that it's important yet, but yes, you're right. No, no, uh, I'm just saying that okay. they, they discuss about the South End. And also, you did, um, we forgot to talk about the fact that uh, Oweki is the one that tells everybody that the bridge is closed, and then the whole thing just goes out of whack. Like, everybody's just, like, trying to figure out what to, like, the guy's trying to figure out who to blame. Like, old guy's like, you guys, you guys, like, calm the fuck down. Let's figure out where to go. Like, let's put the blame on some something, like, let's put the blame somewhere else. We can't fix it now. Like they're doing construction now, yeah. So I I just like that I like the whole scene right there. Yeah, and then we get to Oreki uh, talking to Chitanda, and she is using like might as well be an entirely different person talking. Her intonation is completely different. Her voice is a little different. Hundred percent knew something was fucking weird here. Yeah, she is full Chitanda mode. Get Chitanda's the family name, obviously. Uh, full proper rich girl. Just talks to him from behind the curtain. Oreki explains the situation, and Chitanda gives him a message to replay back to everyone else. We cut back to Oreki getting in costume with the uh, brown hair guy helping him out, and he's like, "This costume does not fit you, man. <laughs> like, you, this is not right." And Oreki's like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> we cut to the beginning of the ceremony, and all the dolls come out, and then Irisu comes out. As a doll, as the Emperor doll. Get it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Irisu's back, bitches. Mm-hmm. Um, which I even like the little button they put on Irisu's character arc in this episode. Love that she was, like, having her own anime behind the scenes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 100%. Then Shatanda comes out, and time gets all blurry and slows down for Ureki. It's going to be real hard to do this parade with that boner. Ugh. Good thing he's wearing loose clothes. 100%. Yeah. Uh, this effect continues for a long time. Oreki has the thought of like, I should not have come here at all. My way of life is completely under threat right now. (laughs) Uh, They walk under some cherry blossoms again. And Oreki has the thought of like, man, if I could only see Chitanda from the front, (laughs) which is weird. Is it? I mean, not really, but it seems like it's just like such a random thing for him to be thinking right there, I guess. Well, he always gets to see Shatanda from the front. The one time he can't, mm, he I has to voice his opinion, Owens. And she's probably like the most beautiful he's going to see her in a long time. Yeah, I mean. I understood that. I, yeah, I mean, that made sense to me completely. Yeah, sure. I, 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 maybe I'm just like my own thing. The doll makeup is weird. Yeah, I have to agree with Owens. I really don't like the doll makeup. It's just, It's cool for historical fashion, but it's like. Being in 24th century, you guys, come on. Yeah, although, I mean, I guess I kind of get it. It does make her look like a completely different person. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's a seeing all sides of a person kind of thing, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, as he's having that thought, he is snapped out of this haze, as Satoshi calls out to him. And Mayaka's there hanging out, too. Uh, we cut to the ser- the march being ended. Chitanda is in with all the other dolls doing, like, a purification ritual or something. 
and Satoshi and Mayaka make fun of Areki and his costume again. As it should be. Mm-hmm. Satoshi goes to buy more food and Areki and Mayaka get a little alone time on the stairs. They start making out. Mm-hmm. The true ship. <laughs> uh, Mayaka thanks Areki for what he did on Valentine's Day. Tells him that like, yeah, things. Well, he asks like, how are things now with you guys? And she's like, yeah, they're okay, I guess. And Areki's like, yeah, I kind of laid into him on the bridge there. And she's like, yeah, I heard about that. Listen, I know we promised, but fucking Satoshi's a piece of shit. Mm. I I like to think he, I mean, clearly he made things or at least tried to make things right with that phone call at the end of that episode. And I mean, like we've established previously, Mayaka put the chocolate there knowing that something might happen. And that's why she didn't give it to him in person. Like, they they have a very good understanding of each other. Piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I I like when uh, Mayaka and Areki get to be friends. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a great fucking scene. I just want to, yeah, I, I love this. But uh, Areki goes inside and runs into Irisu, who's like, hey, man, that bridge shit's weird, huh? <laughs> Something's going on there. And he's like, I know what you're doing. And she's like, no, I like have nothing in this. Like, this is literally me being true to you. Like, yeah, I don't have yeah. any play in this matter. But I was just wondering if you, you know, I figured that would be up right up your alley, which is, mm-hmm. oh, Irisu's back, bitches. Yeah, she's great. And she even says, like, she says, today I was I was just the emperor doll. Back then I had a role to play mm-hmm. or a role to fill and carefree as she is. She's not going to mislead him this time. Like. As you said, she's got no horse in this race. It doesn't matter to her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Areki goes and sits outside, and Chitanda runs up to him. Of course, is like, "Hey, that bridge shit's weird, huh?" <laughs> she's like, "I." She's like, "Fucking shaking." Like, I have to know. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on? <laughs> You're fucking killing me. Yeah. Uh, and she starts. And she's like, kind of rambling out of it, then slows down a bit, little bit. She's like, "Ah, hey, you know, because like." I guess I'm trying to say he's like, oh, you're curious, right? She's like, yeah. <laughs> they talk about it a little bit, and then they're both like, yeah, I think I know who did it. So they write down their answer on their hands. They have the same guess. Hmm. Which is a nice little moment. For different reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Araki gives his explanation, and Chitanda's reason is basically, ah, he's a little fucker. <laughs> I couldn't see anyone else doing something like that to people. I just, I like that. He's, yeah, he's a little shit. <laughs> and then she's like, ah, but maybe it's because actually he wants to be a photographer and he wanted to take some shots of the dolls walking Yeah, the I enjoyed blossoms. it wasn't just him being a little shithead. I enjoyed that there was, like, backstory behind it, even if it was so simple. Yeah. Uh, we cut to them walking later in the day, and Chitanda goes off on her whole life. She talks about the North and South villages, how they didn't used to get along. And now she like, as a Chitanda, she's kind of a liaison between them. Uh, Talks about her role in the community and how she knows that all paths in her life eventually lead her back here. And that's fine. Um, She's okay with that. So, and she's just trying to consider how best to fulfill her role and she decided that there's probably two paths. She can develop a commodity that will make them money, or she can take a managerial role. But she learned during the culture festival that that managerial stuff is bad. <laughs> it's not. That's not for her. 
So that's why she's taking, they're not going to be in class together next year. Because Arecki's taking literature and she's taking science so she can learn how to grow good tomatoes or whatever. <laughs> uh, Chitanda stops walking and tells him that this is where he belongs, or this is where she belongs. It's nothing special. It's not like a, it's not the most beautiful place. It's not the biggest place. It's not the most interesting place. But she wanted Arecki to see it, which is kind of obviously, I feel, illusion to herself and saying that in her eyes, regardless of how like Mayaka sees her as like this beacon of purity and Satoshi sees her as like the big famous powerful person that she sees herself as just like an ordinary person who's not particularly special. She's fine with that. She embraces that and wants Oreki to see that too. And then uh, Oreki holds her hand and they embrace for the first time in the series. And he says, I could stay here too. And then they roll credits. <laughs> well, that was your vision. <laughs> but Oreki's vision, we get a scene of Oreki saying, what if I were to pursue that managerial stuff? They exchange knowing glances, cherry blossoms swirl in the wind, and then back to reality. Yep. And Oreki has the thought of like, shit, now I maybe kind of know how Satoshi feels a little bit. Is this too much energy? That's all. He says it's chilly. And Chitanda says... Spring, dumbass. Spring already. What do you mean it's chilly? It's spring already. Uh, and obviously this whole, like, if you saw the scene, like, the, the lighting and, like, the coloring and stuff is fairly obvious, I think, with all the cherry blossoms and the way they illuminate Chitanda a lot and stuff. Mm -hmm. We get a real swirl of cherry blossoms this time, and we end with a shot of both of them looking towards light as if they're looking towards a bright future together. First of all, regardless of it being like a series ending, even though it's not because Hioka's not over, which makes sense, removed from any context or put in any context, I love the scene of Chitanda just like explaining her whole deal and just fully opening up and being like, if you hadn't put together Chitanda's character right by now, she explains it to you. Um, and shithead Oreki's like, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking... Can I get one ship that gets closure? No. Welcome to anime, bro. Dude. This was so fucking frustrating. Because <laughs> I really enjoyed, like, the middle section and this end section. Like, a lot. And they just don't end it right. Well, it's not over. I don't care. Like, it's fucking... It's incorrect. <laughs> wow. You can't tell me it's not. <laughs> I mean, I, I personally think the ending is fine. Like, I, I, think, I, okay. I think it's easy... Like, we know where it's going, even if we don't get it, right? Like, these two aren't going to suddenly have a falling out. We see, we can see that Areki is going to keep growing and eventually, you know. I mean, I guess that's the anime coming out of you, but like, and usually with television's shit that goes on for like, whatever, they do have falling out. Well, anime doesn't do that. Yeah, so I mean, I guess that's the difference between us is I'm sheltered on television where I'm like, they're going to fuck this up. But well, I mean, and I'm sure anime does that, but like anime... If they were going to do it, they would have already done it. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I just... Or it'd I just be something way longer. Closure. Like, we, I mean, we discussed this multiple times, but, like, fuck, it's... Uh, I like endings. Yes, I also like endings. And this one's extremely open. And I would have been okay if one of them had, like, an official, like, cool. But both of them were very open-ended. It felt like... A, an, I know, I guess they're trying to sell me the light novel... I mean, that's the whole point Fuck of this anime off. is just to sell light novels. And I, I, I think part of it is also like you can't like the whole point is them growing to the point where they can eventually, you know, 
get together. And if you if you do that here, then you can't do a season two. Uh, I don't see why not. Well, because that the the show's already over. I mean, we still have another ship to explore. Yeah, but they're not. Oreki's the main character. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. I just I feel like you just have you got options. You can you know do a full season on like them learning how to grow like as you know actual as an actual relationship. Now, it's not unheard of stuff before. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I know, but like the whole point is them trying to figure themselves out. And I feel like the them being able to enter the relationships is like the finish line for them. That's when they figured themselves out enough. Oh, I can go ahead. I mean, that, that may be true, and that may be like a very Japanese anime thing, but I can tell you right now, like straight up, that's not how life works. No, of course not. It's not fucking life. Like you learn how to grow together as a, as a unit, and I, I don't see an issue with uh, t- attempting to explore that for another season. And also, I... It, I think it's then hard to stay out of like relationship drama stuff, which is very much not what this show is about. It's about your own internal drama, which I think is harder to tackle when you're then balancing it with a relationship. Because in order for those conflicts to arise in the character, the specific character, you probably have to create some sort of conflict in the relationship to lead them to those thoughts. Possibly. But I don't know. None of that matters. <laughs> yeah, true. I just, I just had like when I was saying possibly, I just had visions of like, I think what I would do is just literally throw them into each other's lives and make it awkward as fuck until they like just accept each other more. But they do already accept each other. Yeah, but it'd be they don't accept themselves. I don't know. Like I said, I just want closure. But overall, I still say this is eight out of ten for me. I'll put it up in the A tier, A minus. Does, well, does anyone have anything else? They questions, thoughts, anything, comments they would like to say about Hyoka? Oh, this was a fine anime. That's all. It was fine. Oh, the other thing I, the only other thing I wanted to say, mm-hmm. I keep forgetting about it and I, I've hinted at it like 14 times throughout this podcast. Uh, I forgot that it wasn't like truly established until literally the last conversation. So we get all the stuff with like how Mayaka deals with things like, you know, she's, she's a very hardworking person, very emotional, but she pushes forward. Satoshi hides and runs, runs from all his emotions and Oreki basically pretends he doesn't have any and doesn't interact with the world around him. Um, Chitanda has... As she explains, her whole life laid out for her. She never had to try and... She never had to make the choices that all the other characters have to make or interact with the world in the way these characters have to. So in the way that Areki is seeing Chitanda as like the escape from his gray life into his rosy life, Chitanda is kind of getting the same from Areki because he... I mean, he's, he solves all like the little curiosities she has. She is fascinated by so much in life and is so easily distracted. And Oreki is always there to indulge her and explain that stuff in a way that is satisfying and interesting to her and, and isn't something that is part of her, her normal life. It has nothing to do with her being an honor student or eventually be, or being the only child of a prestigious farming family that is eventually going to take over the business in some capacity. <laughs> Oreki represents the normal life that she wants and kind of sees that she she thinks she's a normal person and Oreki helps to bring that out. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's my rant. <laughs> if it's not clear by now, probably coming as a surprise to no one, I have to put this show in the S tier for me. I truly do love this show more than I thought I was actually going to on a rewatch. And I absolutely adore these characters and their relationships and holy fuck is it refreshing to watch a show with like grounded <laughs> characters that feel like they're 
well-rounded and have problems that make sense and aren't like completely contrived. I'd agree with that. Also, their relationships are nice. I don't know about that last part, but... <laughs> they are. <laughs> their relationships are nice. Sal? Okay, you guys. Monkey's official rankings. Okay, oh, shit, so... Here we go. We're going to put a time code in right here if you guys want to skip. Yeah, just skip ahead like 15, 20 seconds. Okay. Number one is Cabo Bebop. Number two is Mob Psycho. Number three is Devil's Apart Turnbull. Number four is Yori and Ice. Number five is Science Gate. Number six is Perfect Blue. Number seven is Fooly Cooly. Does nothing on eight. Does nothing on nine. And ten is Evangelion. Do you guys know where Hayako is going to be at? Or is that, that's not even how you pronounce it, is it? Hayoko? No. Nope. Your cheat sheet's doing wonders. Hioka? Yeah. Hioka. Hioka is going to be at number 11 behind Evangelion. What? <laughs> I had a lot more fun with Evangelion. You're just objectively wrong at this point. Oh, no, dude. I I had a lot more fun with Evangelion. Uh, the thing with Hoyoka is there's so many boring episodes. There's only like one week. I mean, because we did this for four weeks. There's only one week when it was like really good episodes. And that was school festival. All the other like episodes was like super boring. I kind of wish they did drop the detective thing and like with with more of the hijinks. That that's what I liked about the school festival arc is just because it was hijinks between all the different characters. We saw how they uh, fit in the fit in the high school ward and stuff like that. It, the whole detective thing is like so boring and it's like not even interesting at like some points. I was just like bored like lost of these last few episodes I was bored to tears. And there was only one good episode throughout this whole entire thing. Now you could say that they was uh doing it doing it for character development and stuff like that, but I was still bored. Like and that's the problem with it. Even Gallion at least had fucking robots, had fighting, has a progress <laughs> fucking knife. Like it was so fucking awesome. Right. It's just the ending was so bad and the character development was bad that makes that one pretty bad anime but uh hayoka only has character development has nothing like interesting behind it which is not true because the characters are very interesting but even galleon had more stuff for me to like eat at if you get what i'm saying so to make and uh, to make sal enjoy uh anime we need either mechs robots or uh I don't even know. Just robots <laughs> fighting. Oh, or, pe- or pink sp- fluffy jackets. Or Spike. Yeah, pink fluffy jackets or mechs. <laughs> yeah, pe- yeah, pink yep. fluffy jackets. It's funny because Mob Psycho, Mob, uh, Mob Psycho is two and um, doesn't have any of that. Which, uh, speaking of, I actually have some, I have, I have some uh, brief patch notes um, due to the introduction of Hyoka and some balance changes on how I evaluate anime. Uh, Mob Psycho has dropped to C tier for me. Uh-oh. Uh, I love the patch notes. <laughs> That's fine. I still love Mob Psycho. Just I, I think I think if if we didn't watch Yoka right after it, where I went from characters I literally could not give less of a shit about in Mob Psycho and the characters I absolutely love in Yoka, Mob Psycho might have hung in B tier for a while longer. But yeah, I think he's just doing this out of spite. That's no, what it is. No, and Mob Psycho, uh, dude. If I was doing it out of spite, I would put. I don't know, I'd probably move down like Devil is a Part-Timer. But I, when I think about it, like, I think I actually enjoyed watching Devil is a Part-Timer more than I enjoyed watching Mob Psycho. Wow, interesting. I mean, I do love Devil is a Part-Timer. Like I said, it's number three, but... I'll just, just for simplicity's sake, I'll repeat. A-minus for me. Mayaka's my girl. 
God damn it, dude. You can't do minus. <sighs> I hate granular <laughs> tier systems. <laughs> Solid grades. If you're going to do numbers, five is your maximum. None of this 10, but fuck off. Give it a 4.5. <laughs> uh, I give it a 93. Shut up. You don't need a 100-point system. All right. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. But, uh, yeah, no, A minus. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, I mean, favorite character? Oh, Mayaka. Oh, Mayaka. Yeah. I agree with you, Mayaka and Irisu's a Empress close lady. second. Yep. I love Irisu. Irisu is so second. fucking good. I wish we still had more with her. I want more screen time with her. But uh, yeah, any closing thoughts? Anything else? Are we done a tie up? One more shout out to my girl Sawakaguchi. There you go. Yeah, so let is, let's move to Anthony's pitch. So, I got a short list that has been revisited. I found something interesting. I don't know if it's going to be good at all. We'll be the judge. School days. Um, I think it's something I've never heard you guys talk about it. Uh, Madoka Magica? Nope. Uh, um, but that is on my short list, believe it or not. Your short list is like 90% horrifying to me. Yes, it probably 100% is. Uh, but I picked an anime from 2020. Ew. Oh, what? Why? Uh, because it, our boy... Oh, don't... Is it the egg? A uh, peyote of an egg or something like that? Mm, I don't think so, but it's from our boy who wrote the the Perot episode from Beepop. Oh. Oh. Oh, so he wrote Perfect Blue as well. Yes. I forgot his name. Oh, no. No, from no, From 2020? No. Yes. So I don't know if it's going to be good. It's on Amazon uh, Prime. It's called Pet. Pet. P-E-T. Pet. Pet. Is it, are all the episodes out? Uh, 13 episodes. Season one is out. We're going to take a gamble, boys. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I've never heard of this. The genre is animation, crime, and mystery. Oh, I fucking hope it's animation. <laughs> um, just, I don't know if many people have heard of this, so I'm going to give a I've quick never synopsis or summary based on it, if that's cool with you guys. There are people who can get into people's minds and control memories. This power is used to eradicate mysteries and cases or worse to assassinate. And the potential of said power is strong enough that it's able to destroy people's minds. However, it can backfire. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> I just found something really funny. <laughs> is it the one of the characters, voice actors? No. Oh, because he's in this show as the acapella guy. Who is? Yuki Ono, if I'm pronouncing that Yoko correct. Ono? No, I don't think No, it's... that's not Yoko Ono. Yuki Ono? Who's Yuki Ono? Uh, he did um, a voice from... Actually, he's done a few of our animes. He's one of the JoJo's. Shinji? Where do we know Yuki Ono from? Uh, he is from JoJo. He is Josuke Higashi... Oh. Josuke Higashitaka. That one. I won the best JoJo tied with uh, Joseph. Mm-hmm. Mm, you haven't read Stone Ocean, have you? No. But he is also Shiro from Devil's Part-Timer. Oh, okay. He did that one, and he was also one of the acapella uh, club members from Hioka. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And uh, he right. was also in quit, Steins Quit Gate. stealing my bit. Don't steal my stuff. What well, are you I'm doing? I'm just saying. That's, I'm just going through his IMDb while I'm here. Um, can I can I say my... I don't know if it counts as a spoiler. Sure. I, I, I went to look up if I... Like, I'm, I, I'm always curious what people's opinions are on stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm like, and I'd never heard of this. So I was like, okay, what are people saying about it? Is it good? <laughs> Literally the first comment. It's great. The ending isn't very conclusive, but it does adapt the whole bucket. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so buckle in. All right. So my, my, next, my next pick is going to be 
Um, Pet on Amazon Prime. I'm I'm excited. I've never heard of it. Yeah, that that was my goal is to do one of these where hopefully none of us have seen it. And I still want it to at least have some like characters, uh, you know, something tied into something that we liked or at least I liked. <laughs> I I also very much like Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue, Pierre Lafoy, everything that man's Pirelli, touched Pirelli so far. Is, yes, All I Pirelli can find Lafo. is costumes for my cat. And I, I, it's just Akatsuki robes for dogs and cats. Oh my God, really? Yeah, that's all I'm finding on Amazon, bro. For a pet? Oh. I'm trying to Google. How did you find it? Uh, just find pet anime, I, I you motherfucker. What's I did type pet anime. It's giving me Akatsuki robes. <laughs> uh, we'll do, you said it's 13? Uh, 13. So I'm guessing uh, 4, 4, and 5. Or, or wait. Yeah, we'll start wrong? with 4. Yeah, four, four, five, or four, five, four, something like that. Yeah, it looks like it is free on Amazon Prime. Yeah, we'll, we'll start with the first four because the introductions always take us the longest. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, you know it's out about. already. <laughs> I see the animation style and I do not like it. But yeah, anything else? Anybody? No. Cool. I think we're good. Hayoka is last tier for me. Yeah, you're garbage. That's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. If you would like to get in touch with us, listen after the music where you can hear our, uh, the podcast Twitter, our individual Twitters, and our email. If you like what you hear, go ahead and leave us a review on whatever podcast service you want, although iTunes, I think, is the best one to do so. Five stars preferably, but, eh, you know, <laughs> do you, I guess. Be true to yourself. Other than that, we will see you next time on another exciting arc of my first anime. Hey, thanks as always for listening. We decided to smash through fate and forge our own futures by launching a Patreon. You can check that out over on patreon.com slash myfirstanime, where hopefully by this point we figured out some cool shit to do. Or if you would just like to leave us a review and uh, rating on wherever you get your podcast, that helps as well. And also, I am winging this, you know, also has wings, Twiddle. So at us, at myfirstanime, and... Other shenanigans talk about how awesome I am. That's Salvador, also Monkey. Just really just leave comments about me is what I'm asking for. I'm also plugging, I guess, my stream on twitch.tv slash stmonkey with a zero. And if you want to email us, uh, our email address is myfirstanimepodcast at gmail.com. And you can check out pictures of my cat on Instagram and Twitter under the handle of Sir Paper Plate. See you next time on My First First Anime. Anime. (laughs) Did it in one. Perfect.